And welcome to the show once again. Hope you're having a fantastic day. John Scholes here along with uh, co-founding partner Sam Firu to Markin LLP. Your Sam Firu. Good to have you along for the ride. Lots to cover on the show today. We're going to get to some employment law myths. A lot of these things you probably don't know or you don't think they're true or maybe they are true and you don't think they are otherwise. That's why they're called myths and we're going to clear all that up for you for sure. Got to welcome all of our listeners in both Alberta and BC, Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver respectively. Good to have you along. This also means it is time for you to, uh, to grab a phone and talk to us, clear up any, uh, Mysteries you have in your own head about employment law. Maybe it's about the COVID-19 vaccine. Maybe it's about mandatory vaccinations, your workplace, severance, being let go, going back to a different job than you had uh, pre-pandemic. All that stuff and more can be covered and answered quickly, swiftly by Lior today. So make sure you you call through toll-free, of course, one 399 9898 Again, phone lines are open already, one 399 9898 and reaching out through email help at employmentlawyer.ca but uh, we'll get right into it pal what do you got going on for the week that was hey john i am uh, excited as always to be here and i'm excited to talk about employment law i know for mm-hmm. many people this may be the first time you're tuning in hearing the show well what we do here as john said is we talk about the things that are important to you your rights in the workplace We all have jobs, we all work, so we need to know what our rights are. So many people believe things that are not true, don't necessarily understand or appreciate just how employment law protects them. Well, on this show, we talk about these things, we tell you what you need to know, but the the most interesting thing about what we do is answer your questions. So we have plenty of stuff to talk about anyway, but we would rather answer your questions. So call right now. Let us talk about what's bothering you, the problem that you're having in the workplace, the ultimatum that you've been given, whether it's about your job or you're having to get the vaccine. Maybe you lost your job or been suspended, put on the leave of absence. Is it legal? Mm-hmm. Spoiler, uh, spoiler alert, it's not. But let's talk <laughs> about that. Call us right now with any questions you have. Don't be bashful. And of course, if you, like so many people, want to talk to me privately, no problem at all. We'll give you that contact information throughout the mm-hmm. show. So pick up the phone, call now. And while we wait for your calls, as I always do, you know that, John, week that was, couple of situations that came across my desk. Well, as I mentioned on our last show, uh, I've been uh, inundated, inundated with a lot of calls about vaccines. Employees yeah. wanting to know, can my employer make me get the vaccine? What can I do if I don't get it? What are my rights? Is it legal? Is it not? We've talked about that. We'll talk about that more later. This week, I had a call from a gentleman who asked me specifically about uh, about COVID testing. So his employer said, well, okay, we uh, understand you don't want to get the vaccine, but we're going to have to have you do weekly COVID tests. This person didn't want it, and he wanted to know what happens legally if I don't agree to get COVID tests. If I lose my job, is it legal? Is it not? So let's, let's talk a bit about that. First of all, if you're working in a situation where there's a government mandate, that the, where the government says, you have to get the vaccine or you have to agree to COVID test. In that situation, if you don't get the, the test, you can be let go without any compensation. If there isn't a mandate, and in most places, there's no government mandate, yeah. if you are let go, generally speaking, you're going to be owed severance. If you refuse to get COVID tests, you will actually be owed compensation, you'll be owed severance, and that could be as much as 24 months pay. Now listen, if you're in a workplace where there's significant issues with COVID-19, there have been outbreaks, 
the employer has not been able to manage that with uh, social distancing and masking, then yes, in that narrow set of circumstances, your employer may be able to require regular COVID tests. But if that's not been the case, in most situations, if your employer says you have to have COVID tests or else, if you are let go, you are owed severance. And the reason for that, John, we've said this before, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to let someone go without compensation, without severance. The employee would have had to do something terrible, something that just makes employment impossible. That's very difficult to do. And in most cases, even as related to the vaccine or COVID tests, if you lose your job, you're going to be owed severance. Again, to call in for the uh, the show today, toll-free, have some questions about that or anything else having to do with your job, simple severance question. That's fine. We answer them all the time. Have for years, one 399 9898 help at employmentlawyer.ca and as Lior mentioned you want more of a lengthy private conversation when we're not on air 1-855-821-5900 how about that what else you got going on well I also spoke with a gentleman who uh, was recently uh, let go well technically his employer said he resigned but here's what happened he was hired just about a year ago uh, during the pandemic and when he was hired, and up until now, he's always worked from home. Mm-hmm. Pandemic hit, so he, he, from day one, he always worked from home, never even saw the inside of the office. Well, most more, uh, more recently, his employer said, well, now, you know, we think that we're ready to have people go back to the office, so we need you to start coming back to the office uh, three or four times a week. This person said, well, wait a second. I never knew that I'm going to have to go back to the office. From my perspective, I was hired to work from home. I'm set up. I don't want to come to the office. Well, his employer said, if you don't come in by Monday, you've resigned. And sure enough, he didn't come in. He, according to his employer, resigned. So he wanted to know if that's right. That's why he called me. No, it's not right. And here's why. Because he's always worked from home, it's, it's now become a term of his employment that he works from home. His employer never hired him on the, on the basis that you're only working from home temporarily. They could have done that. They could have put in his employment agreement, you're only working from home until we tell you otherwise, and then you have to come to the office. If the employment agreement had said that, he'd have to go back to the office. In this situation, they never said it. He was hired from his perspective to work from home. So now when the employer changed that, it becomes a termination, a constructive dismissal. So even though he's the one that ultimately chose not to go in, the law considers that to be a termination. And John, even though he's only worked there for a year, he's owed about four months severance. I'm going to help him get that. We're going to get this resolved pretty quickly. So I wanted to remind everyone, if you've been hired during COVID, during the pandemic, to work from home, your employer can't necessarily change that and now tell you to come into the office. On the other hand, if you are working pre-pandemic in the office, and during the pandemic, you were working from home. In that situation, your employer is able to say, now come back, because that was the original term of employment. But in many of these cases, if you've been hired now during the pandemic, you're going to be owed severance if your employer decides to just change the terms of employment. Yeah, but you know, the flip side, of course, is we talked about the person who was uh, you know normally at the office, they think because it's been a year and a half, they might still be thinking, well, this is a new quote-unquote term of employment because it's been going on so long. But if not for the pandemic, they never would have had to work at home in the first place. So that would be the uh, the employer's defense, I guess, in that one, right? Correct. And, and remember that with, uh, with this pandemic, working from home, both employer and employee 
have the right to insist on going back to pre-pandemic mm, right. uh, terms. So if pre-pandemic you were working from home, during the pandemic you've been working in the office, you're able to say, well, now I want to come back and work in the office. And if your employer won't allow that, as long as they're able to, but they choose not to, that could be considered a termination as well. You know, both employer and employee can agree to pre-pandemic terms. Uh, and if you're if you are in that situation and you don't want to go back to pre-pandemic terms, in that case, that could be considered a resignation. Let me ask this one, and I, this is kind of along the same lines. I'm hearing a lot of this. I know from from friends and family that I know their workplaces are now kind of adopting a more of a hybrid. Uh, situation where maybe it's three days in the office, two at home, and then they, the next week they flip, three at home, two in the office, so on and so forth. If they adopt that sort of system, and if the employee says, "Hey, that's great," it's you know, I get to cake, have my cake and eat it too with uh, family duties and working from home, but still have the pleasure of seeing my workmates at uh, at the office. After a certain amount of time, would that become a uh, implied term of employment? Absolutely. Yeah. So if the employer says, "Hey, from now on, we're doing hybrid," well, frankly, after couple of months of doing this, that becomes your new reality. That becomes your new terms. Yes. Meaning, if after a few months the employer says, well, now we want to go back to everyone in the office all the time. Well, no. That also is a change, a, a significant change, and is a constructive dismissal. Remember, your employer is not allowed to make significant changes to the terms of your employment. Reduction in pay, reduction in hours, change in shifts, relocation, work schedule changes. All those things are the types of changes that your employer cannot necessarily make. If they do, you have the option and the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. All right, welcome back to the show. Co-founding partners, uh, Lior Sanfiru, of course, Sanfiru to Mark, and that is law firm you want to reach out to with your employment law matters anytime, 1-855-821-5900, the most positive reviews on Google. I tell you true, help at employmentlawyer.ca and covidrights.ca. There's a website linked to them as well. You might want to check out any time you would like. But here and now, you have questions. Lior's got the answers for the remainder of the hour. Do yourself a favor. Clear it up. It's simple. When it's uh, told to you in proper plain English, one 399 9898 is the number uh, we use to get you on the air. And in that regard, we'll get to, uh, to Adam. Hi, Adam. Thank you for standing by. How are you? Hey, good, thanks. Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you? What's on your mind? Uh, so I just have a question about uh, a previous employer that I had. Um, I was employed for uh, close to five years with the company uh, and started a side job, kind of like a side hustle on the side. Um, my full-time employer find out, found out about the side hustle and uh, essentially set up a kind of like a, a setup or a sting in order for me to sort of like it basically catch me doing a side job um, during my employment. Um, and I was doing this all outside of company time. Uh, and then I was eventually terminated due to them basically recognizing the fact that I have a second, I have a second job. Um, is, that, is that something that's allowed? Can they do that? So, uh, Adam, a couple of questions. The, the, this side hustle, was it in any way competing or competitive with your main employer's uh, business? No, totally unrelated. Unrelated at all? No, nothing at all that they could ever lose money because you do this side hustle? Not at all. Completely Good. different and industries. Industries, beautiful. And you said that 
it was not during work hours. So the time that you were working for your main employer, you were not doing stuff for your side hustle. That's correct. Uh, and if the the maybe the one time that I did, I booked that off as a as a holiday day. Perfect. I got it. So mm-hmm. if they choose to let you go, remember that an employer can always let you go. You can't physically stop that. But and this is the important part. They have to pay you compensation, pay you severance. And in your situation, you would easily be looking at six months pay. You know, if you've been there for five years, again, depending on the type of job and your age, it could be more than that. Have they paid you any severance? No, they have not. And how long ago was this, Adam? Uh, This was uh, December of 2019. Well, the good news is you're about you still have two months to deal with this because uh, there's a two-year limitation period which would end in December of this year. So, Adam, if you have not received that that severance, that's what we call a wrongful dismissal. So, because of that, you're owed that compensation. And what I want you to do, I want you to connect with me off air. We'll give you that number in a second. I'll be able to help you get that severance. No, there's no way they can do that without paying you severance. Awesome. Thank you so much for that advice. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate the call and uh, your time as well. Here is that number. Write it down. Yeah, call you. Your time's ticking, but you still got some. one 821 Adam, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, see, that's why you make that phone call. Clear it up. Get some answers. one 9898 That's how you do it. Tamara, thank you for standing by. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I was able to call in today, and I just kind of didn't know who else to talk about because I've just been with my job for four years and eight months, and our department got closed. I'm out of work right now as of September 15th, and I've tried talking to my human resources if I could get severance, but I'm just not sure since they reply that they're responding to the BC legislature and all I'm entitled to in their notes shows like my final wages occurred, unpaid vacation up to my workday or termination date and that's it. So I'm just not sure really. So Tamara, did you receive any written advance notice of the termination of your employment? So you said that as of September at some point you were out of work. Did you receive notice or was it one of those things that got said tomorrow, you're, there's no more work for you? Um, so it's due to the works portfolio that um, they're ending my contract with the company. Um, my termination date was September 15th. I got that like like August uh, 20th around there when we discussed it with HR and then my last date would be September 15th. I didn't sign anything. Um, they just said they're just not keeping us on that department, and that Got would be it. my So last essentially, you received less than a month's notice. Am I am I right there? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so a couple more questions. Uh, first of all, uh, what kind of a job, uh, Tamara, and how old are you? Yeah, I, I just turned thirty. August first was my birthday. Um, okay. I've basically. Um, I worked with the company starting in October 2016. It's been about four years, eight months. Um, We did work from home during the pandemic. And at that time, um, we're still working from home when I got my termination notice. So, So, Tamara, you're actually, not only are you owed severance, you're owed close to six months pay less that one month notice that they gave you. So let's call it five months just to round it. 
that's what they owe you, right around five months pay now. There's no way they can avoid that. Uh, and, And if you've been told by them that they don't, either they don't know that they owe it to you or they're hoping that you won't find out. So uh, what you need to know, uh, what you need to do, Tamara, is you need to connect with me as soon as possible. Off air, we'll give you that information in a sec, and okay. I'll help you get this resolved. Usually a letter from me is all that's going to be needed to get this done. There's potentially five months pay at stake here for you. Okay, yeah, because I just, I've, I've talked to them over the phone, I've emailed about it, and they said, well, no, you're just up to your last date. So thank you, because mm-hmm. I just don't know. <laughs> this is my longest job I've had, and also it's gone, and... Thank you so much. That would Thanks, be great Tamara. if I could connect with you. Thanks, Tamara. And that's exactly why you sometimes need Lior to step in and give him a little kick in the rear end, but that's exactly what's going to happen. But the phone call first. So there you go, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That is an example of how it happens. Here, now, toll-free, one 399 Get some answers. Got time for uh, one more phone call quick before we break. Uh, Cody, that would be you. Hi. How you doing? Good, brother. What is on your mind today? So we just got an email here on the 23rd of December, uh, and I can read a little bit of it for you. They, it says, uh, effective December 1st, 2021, all employees, contractors, operators, and individuals working under the professional service agreement must be fully immunized against COVID-19. This means having two doses of the Health Canada-approved COVID-19 vaccine plus 14 days after the second vaccination. After December 1st, 2021, rapid testing will not be accepted as an alternative to immunization. Mm. Current protocols of rapid testing uh, programs on our conventional thermal and mining operations will continue based on their operational requirements, but will not be an alternative to immunization for employees or individuals working under a professional service agreement after December 1st. Gotcha. The only exceptions will be for individuals not vaccinated based on medical or religious reasons. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And what what they've told us, uh, and what we hear, you know, in amongst ourselves, if uh, if we decide to say, oh, it's against my religion or it's against, you know, some BS medical thing, well, you're medically not capable of working here, see you later, or they're going to, like, shuffle you at the Timbuktu, you know, and make your just life miserable until you leave. So, Cody, let, let, me, let me tell you this. Ultimately, if your employer chooses to let you go because you're not vaccinated, there's nothing that can be done to prevent that. You can't physically stop your employer, but they will have to certainly pay you severance. No, no, no way around that. Potentially also human rights damages. There's, there's a very good argument that a mandatory vaccine policy, kind of comprehensive like that, could be a, a breach of human rights legislation. So they're going to owe you potentially those damages as well. Ultimately, you have to decide what is better for you. Would you rather keep your job and, and get vaccinated or not get vaccinated, lose your job and get compensation? If you lose your job, connect with me as soon as possible. I'll help you get the compensation that you're owed. But for now, you have to make that decision, Cody. And welcome back to it. To contact Lior and his team confidentially, email help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can call at 1-855-821-5900. Also, go to employmentlawyer.ca. That's the website. You'll also see uh, 
drop down for uh, long-running TV show episodes there as well. Get the advice that you need, compensation you deserve. This firm has helped tens of thousands of people across this country do exactly that. So uh, so reach out anytime you like. Online, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Fantastic website, free and anonymous, and much to be learned about employment law and your rights there as well. But we always have the uh, the phone lines are our top priority on the show, one 877 That is exactly how you call through and talk to us. Brian, thanks for uh, thanks for standing by through the break. You're a mensch. How are you? Hey, no worries. Uh, I'm doing fine. How are you? Beauty. What's uh, what's on your mind, pal? Well, I've been with uh, an employer in the oil and gas industry for over a number of years, and they recently, well, not recently, about four or five years ago, they changed their pay structure a little bit because we used to work in B.C. a lot, and if you work over 12 hours in B.C., you uh, are eligible for double time and uh, also with that they are not counting our travel time away from base as any kind of overtime hours can they do this so when you travel are you bringing anything with you any equipment any work vehicles or is it just yourself so the from our home base they give us a company pickup to drive to locations and use for the duration of your hitch. So, so you're driving the the, the vehicle, the the their vehicle. Yes, driving their okay, vehicle, so, and I also have to run a DOT log. Or I got it. Uh, yeah. So that time, yes, should that, count towards yes, your hours, count. and and in the calculation and of your overtime. So if they so don't do that, they then don't, they you're want to turn your radio down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, turn the okay. radio down. But your best recourse, if they, you don't do that, is you need to file a complaint with the Ministry of Labor uh, yeah. where you're located because no, they're not calculating it appropriately, appropriately at all, Brian. Okay, because yeah, so essentially, like we work anywhere from fifteen to sixteen-hour days, and so three hours of that is not being counted towards overtime at all yeah that adds up very quickly so no that that's not right at all uh i mean i I can help you certainly with uh with the letter kind of for me may give them as as john said earlier kind of a kick in the pants or you can file a complaint with the ministry of labor but those are your your uh, options uh because no you're you're not getting paid as you should be yeah, I think like over the years there have been like audits and stuff. I'm not sure how they're getting around them or what loopholes they're finding, but mm-hmm. nothing seems to have changed. And then the odd thing is, is that I have inquired HR about this, and every time I inquire about it, they either resign or they just don't give me any answers. So there's three different HR managers that I've talked to, and each one of them has not been able to give me an accurate answer to anything. Uh-huh. So your your best recourse to get this resolved once and for all, and, and not have to deal with this, and you know hopefully not having employees that come after you deal with this, is to simply go to the Ministry of Labor, file a complaint there for unpaid wages, unpaid overtime, and have them come in and tell your employer to to get their act together. Brian, appreciate the call and the time for you as well. You still have some toll-free here, one 9898 That's how you do it. Hey, Dave, you're up next. How are you? I'm doing well. Hope you guys are doing well as, as well. Loving it. Um, uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for your time. What's going on? Hey, so I 
I, it's a little bit of a saga, but uh, I'll make it a short synopsis. Basically, I was terminated in April. Um, prior to that, I had a new manager come in and uh, take a bunch of... I, w- I was in sales, so I had a, bu- a manager take away um, a bunch of accounts, give it to a new employee. And then uh, after that, uh, I submitted an expense for uh, paper and paper clips and uh, printer toner for my company printer. Uh, and I was doing real estate on the side. So my uh, new manager, after I've been at the company for 10 years, or I was at the company for 10 years, and uh, they, they basically said, uh, well, the new manager accused me of using it for real estate, so basically uh, stealing from the company. And then uh, it kind of went up the food chain, and I talked to HR and my manager, and uh, it went to senior management. Anyway, uh, ended up that they uh, terminated me without cause. They gave me a letter. And then uh, because I uh, uh, sent them a demand letter, they then, um, you know, said, uh, we're terminating you with cause because you're insubordinate. <laughs> right. um, and so that's, that's it. So I was with the company for 10 years. It's uh, an American company, you know, billions of dollars, massive company. Um, and I was doing sales here in Alberta. So that's my story. I'm just wondering what, uh, you know, I'm technically entitled to and, and can I go after them for, you know, firing me for no good reason sort of thing? Well, absolutely. The only way they can let you go for cause is if you've done something terrible. It's not even enough if you did something wrong. I mean, doing something wrong in and of itself is not cause. You would have to do something so bad that makes it impossible to to continue employing you. Now, listen, if they can prove that you were stealing from them, sure, yeah, that's going to be cause every day, no, no question about it. But remember, they have to prove it. You don't have to disprove it. They're the ones that have to prove it. And if you didn't steal, that means they'll never, ever be able to prove it. So this absolutely sounds like a wrongful dismissal. If you've been there for 10 plus years, you could be looking at easily a year's pay. I mean, that's a lot of money any way you look at it. So I wouldn't let them get away with it. I mean, if they want to let you go, they can, but they have to pay you what they owe you. They can't, you know, oftentimes what I see is a company lets someone go and then they realize, holy cow, we got to pay them a lot of severance. So they try to come up with an excuse to say we have just cause. This sounds to me like that type of a case. Let's not let them get away with it, Dave. It's not going to be hard to to get you what you're owed. So why not call me or contact me at the office any time after the show and let me get to work and do what I do. Okay. I I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, this is like literally over about 50 bucks worth of paper and paper clips. And I wasn't using it for real estate anyway. But... (sighs) That's that's what it amounted to. Right. It, was, it was just crazy. Um, yeah, that's so. not going to be cause. And, and I, I think exactly what happened is you sent them a note. They realized, you know, they got some advice, and the advice said, "Yeah, you got to write them a check for twelve months' pay unless you come up with some sort of an excuse." They try to come up with an excuse, but that's all it is. So they're going to have to pay you. Uh, so let's let's get you what you wrote. Okay. Thanks very much. Uh, Thank you, Dave. Appreciate your time. And that's uh, exactly why you call in and spend a minute with us here on the show and get some answers, hopefully some ones that will benefit you in the pocketbook or at least in your rights anyway. And that number, toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. In between the phone calls as we load a few more up here before we uh, break. want to get to some of these as we talked about off the top of the show, Lior. Common uh, 
employment law myths. Number one myth, my employer gets to decide whether it wants all employees to be vaccinated. This is the this would have made no sense a year and a half ago, but now it's the <laughs> hottest topic on the planet. It really is. Uh, you know, and, and there's a myth that, that a lot of people believe, a lot of employers believe that, well, my workplace, so I get to decide if everyone gets vaccinated. Now, before I tell you what the real truth is, let me make it very clear. You know, me personally, Lior, this is just me. I support vaccines. I think everyone should be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. That said, that doesn't matter because it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the law is. And ultimately, from a legal standpoint, no, an employer does not have the unilateral right to just demand that everyone get vaccinated or else. That is a myth. We have laws that impose certain rights. For example, you, there's human rights laws that come into play here. Uh, there's also the right to get severance if you are let go. So no, it's not as simple as for an employer to say uh, everyone has to be vaccinated or else. Even though I understand that getting vaccinated is important. That's why a government can step in and mandate vaccines. But if the government has not done that, an employer that lets go an employee that is not vaccinated may be liable to pay that employee some damages. I've seen that happen already many times. So I don't know that employers necessarily realize that, that letting someone go in that situation, what if you're letting 20 people go? That's going to come with a, a pretty expensive legal bill. So remember that, employers and employees, there's no unilateral right, absolute right to impose mandatory vaccines in the workplace. Myth number two, before we uh, break here in about a minute, is uh, severance, <laughs> severance is one week per year of service. Everybody thinks that. That's right. And, you know, when I came up with the idea for, for this show a long time ago, it was because of this myth right here. So, so, so many people believe that if I'm let go, I'm owed a week's pay per year of service, you know, I'll get six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. No, wrong, nonsense. Not true at all. Your severance is based on a few factors. Your age, the length of your employment, and the type of job that you have. The longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position you have, the more severance is owed to you. Generally, for most people, severance starts at around two months, and it could be up to 24 months, okay? And even short service employees, employees with one year or less of seniority, or even a few months, can get several months pay. Right. So please, if you lost your job, 90% chance that what you've been offered is less than, is less than what you're owed. You're owed more. So please, please do not believe that myth. Some more of those myths on the way. We will educate you further in between the phone calls. Now you still have time to pick up that phone for the remainder of the show. The number toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. We'll continue Employment Law Show right here. And welcome back. Employment Law Show, last few minutes of the show. Appreciate all your phone calls as we continue to work through them. Toll free, one 399 Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner, Samfiru Tamarkin, LLP, taking those calls, answering your questions, getting you on the road to, to knowledge and resolution as well. Tara, thank you so much for uh, for hanging on. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Loving loving doing the show and uh, appreciate your time today. What's going on? What, uh, how can we help you? Uh, I'm just wondering um, if, and with this uh, whole vaccination thing, if employers are required to offer uh, workplace risk mitigation measures as an alternative to the vaccine, is that an actual requirement on the books? No, it, it is not. But keep in mind, as I was saying earlier, that your employer, again, in most cases, unless you work uh, in an in industry where there's a government mandate, and in Alberta there isn't one, 
then your employer legally still has uh, an issue, let's say, if they impose mandatory vaccine requirements, but there's no legal requirements to impose other measures. Okay, so they don't, it's not uh, It's not that they have to offer, uh, like, a, as an alternative, just say, like, a rapid test or working remotely or anything like that. That doesn't have to be offered? No, listen, it's, it's very good yeah. practice to do that, but no, there's no legal requirement that that happen, no. Okay, well, good to know. That's all I, that's the only question I have for you today. <laughs> Thanks, Tara. Short and sweet. Thanks, Tara. Appreciate that and appreciate your uh, your time. Going to move on. Hermione, hello. How are you? I'm good. Great. So What's on your I'm mind? Listen- I'm listening to your show, and I have something similar to what um, your show is all about. So okay. uh, I worked for 20 years at um, a company in, in Calgary where I live here. Sure. Yeah, and so they fired me, and they they did not pay me my twenty years servant. So you you worked for twenty years, and they let you go. Yeah. Uh, were you part of a union, Hermione? Yeah, I was. So uh, a unionized employee doesn't really get severance, and the only one that can help you if you are let go is your union. They can potentially get you your job back with back pay. But, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk, the things that we talk about on the show and, and the things that uh, we talk about about severance do not really apply to unionized employees, only to non-union employees. So, Hermione, you oh. have to talk to your union. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Hermione. Appreciate that. And uh, good luck moving forward. Just going to line up another call or two uh, before we uh, get some more uh, Calls line up on the line last few minutes of the show. If you want to uh, slide one in there, now's the time to do it. It's toll-free, 1-877-399-9898. And uh, we'll get on to it here as soon as I get my little button working. There we go. Bruce, how are you? Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. How are you today? Uh, very good. Thank you for the show. Um, listen, I, I'm one of those healthcare workers that uh, is not too keen on getting this vaccine. Mm-hmm. I've, worked in, I've worked in long-term care in the same facility for over 35 years. Um. I'm 66 years old. I could retire, but I, I kind of want to stick it out to see what happens uh, after the, October the 12th. Um, we have a contract with HEU, uh, and they, there is a severance uh, package in there, but uh, I'm just wondering what they're going to do with all these healthcare workers that refuse to get vaccinated by October the 12th. How are they going to deal with... Um, how are they going to deal with the, with the severance? So, Bruce, I heard you correctly. I think that you're part of a union. Is that correct? That is true. So keep in mind, a, a, a unionized employee doesn't really get severance in these situations. What a unionized employee can get, if they're improperly let go, is they can get reinstated. But to do that, your union would have to pursue it. They'd have to pursue it by way of a grievance. And that yeah. not only can they get you reinstated, they can also get you back pay. Let's say you were offered two months before you got reinstated, they could get you paid for that two months. But your right. union has to, and, and they're the only ones allowed to help you. And you know okay. what I've been hearing from some people is saying, well, my union is kind of not going to touch this, not going to do anything. If that yeah. is your case, unfortunately, you have no other options because the union is the only one allowed to help you. And okay. if they don't, potentially your employer is going to let you go without any compensation. So that's right. something you have to keep in mind, Bruce, because unlike with non-union employees where you can get severance, you know, easily two years pay, that doesn't yes. apply to, to people that are part of a union. So if you were me, based that I'm 66 years old, 
would you retire before the deadline of October 12th or would you wait to see what happens after October the 12th? Well, I mean, the way I would do it is if you're going to consider retiring anyway, may as well see what happens. And, and, and if you choose ultimately not to get vaccinated, if that is not an option for you, then yeah. I would see what happens because they may change their mind. They may decide to pay you compensation anyway. Your union may grieve it. So I don't see any reason for you to preemptively uh, retire. My manager said to me, I said, you know, I really don't want to retire because I still enjoy my job. But yeah. he told me to hold off because he said there could be litigation on this thing. So, so if the union pursues it, then there certainly will be. So I, I, I'd wait it out. But again, if, if if you choose not to be vaccinated, you know you may lose your job. But let's see what your union says. Right. Appreciate okay. the time. Appreciate your time, Bruce. Going to uh, going to let you go there now. Want to move on to uh, to Eric? If we uh, we got some time. Hi, Eric. How are you? Hey, good. How's it going? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to ask if if I felt safer putting an air cleaner inside of my workplace due to the nature of COVID being airborne um, with HEPA filter and everything, could the employer not allow me to put an air cleaner inside my space? Well, here's the thing. Are you talking about your an office that you that is private a or is it a classroom? I see. Uh, so I, I take it if you're a teacher, then you're probably unionized as well? Yeah. So ultimately, I, I don't see any basis for your uh, employer, the, the, the school board, to say, no, we're not going to allow that. But the, the question has to be posed to the union because the union may feel differently. And if your employer gives you a hard time and they say, no, too bad, you can't bring this in, the only one that can push back on that is your union. I, can, I see no basis why they would care, why that would be a problem. In fact, I would right. say, hey, thanks for paying for that Keeping out of your pay. own pocket. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, but you'd have to see what the union says ultimately uh, before you do that. I would think before you actually bring it into the classroom, talk to your union and see if they have a problem okay. with you doing that. I have one more question, kind sure. of related. Yeah. Um, so apparently when you walked into a hospital during COVID, if you were wearing like an N95 mask, some hospitals were asking you to remove your N95 and put on a surgical mask instead, in which people that knew better would just throw the surgical mask over top of their N95. Can they make you take off a superior mask to wear a less superior one? I, again, I don't know why they would do that. Ultimately, I'm not going to venture a guess here. You know, we're, we're talking about employment law issues between employers and employees. So I don't know why they would. I really don't. Eric, appreciate your time and and best of luck. Want to get a couple more of these employment law myths uh, through before we uh, wrap up in a minute or two here. And uh, another one, uh, employment law myth, very common one, says, I will lose my severance entitlements if I do not accept my employer's offer by their deadline. The old, uh, you know, Friday at 5 at the bottom of the sheet, right? Yeah, so let's let's be very clear. Every time, if you lose your job, every single time, you're going to be handed some papers, including a severance offer. And your employer is going to say, here's what we're offering, but you have to accept this by Friday. And that, you're going to feel the pressure. You're going to think, oh my God, I have to sign it. Please don't. That offer, 90% of the time, is a lot less than what you're owed. Your legal rights don't expire Friday at 5. You have two years to pursue them. Instead, let's have a chat about it or go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Use our severance calculator there. Please, once you sign, it's too late to go back. 
And with that, we wrap another show. We appreciate uh, your calling in, all your correspondence and questions. You make it that much better. We'll do it again next weekend. In the meantime, reaching out to Lior and his team. Do not hesitate. Just to simply ask a question, have a private conversation, you could do so. one 821 5900 is the way to do that. Uh, email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Simply employmentlawyer.ca is a firm website. You can catch our TV show there as well. And it's like having Lior in your pocket at all times. It's called Pocket Employment lawyer.ca use it and uh we'll get your uh, reaction on that next weekend when we reconvene appreciate your uh, listening in and calling in we'll catch you next time employment law show